Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table as we launch into 2019. Now, I realize that some of you may listen to this way farther down the road, uh, but the show is episode number 422, and we're coming to you on the first week. We just completed week one of 2019. And I'm really excited about everything that's going to happen this year. And I hope that you are too. And we're going to talk about some ways to do more in 2019 when it comes to sales, because in reality, we are all in sales. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. You have to sell it first. So I make my living as a, as a professional keynote speaker and a master of ceremonies. And if, if I don't sell the work, then I'm not on stage. And so that is one of the things that I have to keep in mind all the time is that sales isn't a bad thing. Being focused on sales is really what business is all about. And I have interviewed close to 400 entrepreneurs over the years on this show, and many of them have shared with me that it is a clear sales focus. It's having that strategy. It's being committed to the customer and finding ways to be the solution to all of your prospects to make sure that you're the one who they're going to buy from. It is that focus on sales that leads people to the stratosphere of success. Now, before I get started, I have to thank one of the sponsors of this episode. And you talk about success. My friends at Amplifier, that is one successful company. Now, many of you offer physical products to your fans and your customers, but dealing with all those physical stuff and having to go to the post office, that's just a big pain. But my friends at Amplifier, they blend order fulfillment, screen printing, and on-demand production into a single self-service platform that you fully control. And that is who I work with to get these cool shirts that everyone is buying that say, try new things, period. Those shirts are printed by and shipped from my friends at Amplifier. And you can go buy a shirt right now at trynewthings.shop. Anyway, Amplifier, they can work with your e-commerce shop and help you drive any giveaway campaigns that you do. And they are great for small companies or giant internet powerhouses. Hey, on-demand means no inventory risk. But as you grow, you could stock up on inventory, and Amplifier can handle all of that for you. I have been to their warehouse, and it is amazing. Go to amplifier.com slash cool things and sign up today. So I said in the intro that today we are going to talk about sales tips for 2019. Now, if you listen to last Tuesday's episode, episode number 420, we talked about, in that episode, what happened if 2018 came up short. And I was really honest that, for me, 2018 was not a blockbuster year. Now, after posting that episode, I had a lot of friends and a lot of people who know me call up and say, what do you mean 2018 wasn't great? I was following you on social media. You were traveling all over the country. You know, you spoke nearly 80 times. It looked like it was a fantastic year. Well, as I said in that episode, it wasn't a disaster. 2018 wasn't horrible but I didn't reach my goals. And my goals, my sales goals were very realistic. What I wanted to accomplish in 2018 was just a little bit of growth over 2017. And, and 2017 was a phenomenal year. It was my dream year after at the time, eight years in the business. 2017 was what I always wanted it to be. And 2019 and 2018 was the first year I went backwards. So 17 was a home run. 
18 was good, but it just didn't resonate. It, it wasn't really a failure, but I came up short. And a lot of people have reached out to me and said, I totally can relate to that. And maybe if you're listening, you can relate. Maybe 2018 was okay, but you didn't feel like you really hit it out of the park, if you want to say. So what can you do? How do you start fresh? What can you do if 2018 was you know, a failure or it was blah or it just came up a little short? Well, I think that is what I talk about in the speeches that I give when I go into companies and I do this presentation that's called The Paradox of Potential. If you've listened to this show before, you've heard me talk about sort of the, the trainings that I do and the keynotes I do around the gap that exists between potential and results. So 2018, I had amazing potential because I was coming off of a hot, hot year. Uh, my, my new stuff around this paradox of potential is really gaining traction. There was a lot of reasons I should have been able to pick up really just a handful more clients, but my results came up a little bit short. And so I want to talk today about how we can sort of tweak that. How can we get things moving? So if you want different results, let's say better results in 2019, I think one of the ideas we have to follow is what I talk about all the time, and that is try new things. If you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same results. I have spent a lot of time reviewing my performance as a salesperson, as a business person, as a speaker, as a husband and a father and a friend, as a brother. I've looked at everything that I did in 2018, and, and there were some wins, and there were some eh. But if I want different results, I'm going to have to do some things different. So I really believe in this whole philosophy of try new things. So if the idea, if you're listening to this episode because it's titled Sales Tips for 2019 and you need to kind of kick yourself in the butt and get some things rolling for this year, what are you going to do differently? What are you going to do in your career to really make sure that you're changing up your focus of how you move forward for the year? So I have set a goal. I usually have a whole list of goals that I'm trying to chase. This year, I have a whiteboard in my office and I can see it where I'm sitting here recording. This year, there is one goal, to do something every day that leads me towards new business, that leads me towards sales. Every single day, that's, that's what it's all going to be about. I have a singular focused goal this year around sales. So I want to get out and pow, make 2019 happen. I want to come out of the gates roaring to make things better. Now, I have five tips I'm going to share with you that I've already put into action. We are one week into the year, and I'm already starting to see how this is going to work out really well. So before I share those tips with you, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. This episode, as all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. And I say it all the time, the number one vendor I have ever worked with in any aspect of my career, Podfly Productions. They do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. Hey, if you want to start a podcast in 2019, and maybe that's one of the things that you're going to try new things, that's how you're going to help drive some sales, well, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show, and you're going to love them. All right, so let's really look at sales. Let's look at sales for 2019, and what does this really mean to me? Well, the number one thing I have to do is I have to have more of a strategy. 
Historically, I'll just be really honest. My speaking business, which April 10th of this year will mark 10 years that I've been doing this as my full-time career. So I think 10 years is a great milestone because uh, we've continued to live in the house that we've been in now for 14 years. Uh, I've got a daughter who's a senior in college at Carnegie Mellon University, and she has, you know, we've been able to uh, mostly pay for her tuition. I've got a little bit of loans going on to get that through, but we've done okay. We've been able to, to make a living in this funny world that I call the speaking business. But my business has always run through my network and through word of mouth. So I have always relied on people who knew me giving me a shot to be the speaker. And when I speak, oftentimes people see me on stage and they say, wow, he sucks less than other speakers. And they turn around and they hire me for their company or refer me to the association that they belong to. So while this is great and it has worked to a certain level, I don't think that relying on word of mouth and relying on your network is necessarily the most sound strategy. So I had to sit down and really assess everything that I've done for 10 years. And some of that was hard because I had to be honest. I had to do sort of that SWOT analysis. If you remember the, the term of SWOT analysis, that's the, the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats. Well, I had a lot. As I really looked at my strategy and, and my past and, and where I was and what got me to here, I have some amazing strengths. There's some things that really set me apart that do. I do suck less than some other speakers. When I come into a conference, I'm going to make that conference better for the attendees who are there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them to engage more than they would. And I have a track record of having done that. So I have some strengths that I know, wow, this is good. I know that the paradox of potential, the research that I've done is real, and I know that it matters to people. So those are my strengths. But my weaknesses, that was a really long list, and, and I'm not going to necessarily bore you with every place that I thought when I really sat down and looked at it that I sucked. But one of those was that I didn't have a real sound sales strategy. I just sort of let things happen to me along the way. And that's great when your business is growing year over year. But when you get a little kick in the teeth, maybe 2018 was that year where you went, oh, you really have to sit down and say, wow, what, what, are, what are my weaknesses there? But my opportunities, they're endless. The speaking business has so many opportunities for people who want to get out and share their message. There's so many different types of audiences. There's so many verticals. And the people who I work with, the meeting professionals and the people who run associations and, and sales managers who put on sales kickoffs, those people, they're hungry to really have the right message. So the opportunity is really there. But there's a lot of threats to the business too, and that is for me, there's a lot of competition. There are more people calling themselves speakers than ever before, and so I had better look for more ways to stand out. So I had to, to, to really set this strategy. I really had to assess what was going on, and I had to decide who is the perfect client. And I've spent most of my career speaking to associations with this whole idea of how do we get our members more engaged? How do we get people back to that human connection? And I think it's more important today than ever. So that's one is, is associations that really care about their members and want their members to really learn from each other and get out there. That's one perfect client. But the paradox of potential led me into something I wasn't expecting in the last few months. And that is speaking for sales teams. I have done several sales kickoffs in both December and now come a couple of them scheduled here in January and February for companies. But that's a whole new area for me. So I'm having to learn what is the perfect, you know, who do you reach out to? How, what does it look like? What is the avatar of who that client is? And what does a sales manager want from that? 
So I have to have more conversations with people. Part of my strategy is to really identify who am I going to speak for in 2019 and 2020, and how can I have conversations with those people so that I can make sure that I'm tailoring everything that I'm doing, not just in the presentation, but in the early stages of my outreach to make sure that I am that right speaker for their event. And then a big part of my strategy is I hired a salesperson. So I have a person who I've contracted with who's working with me and several other people who is helping me with an outbound strategy. And I call it the Max Factor because his name is Max and he is awesome and he's smart and he cares about me and he cares about the clients that I work for. I brought him to a conference where I was the master of ceremonies and the closing keynote speaker. So he got to see me speak. And together we have come up with a plan. We've come up with a strategy for what I'm going to do in addition to still working the word of mouth and working my network. What are we going to do to really have an outbound strategy? So number one thing that you have to do if you want to increase sales is figure out what that strategy looks like. Who's on your team? What, what strengths do you have? What weaknesses are facing you? And so really sit down and map out what that looks like. The second thing, the second tip that I have for you is all about attitude. I could sit there and cry because I didn't get on enough short lists. I didn't close enough deals last year. But sales is a game and you got to get back in there. I mean, to be a great baseball player, you only have to be batting 300. You know, you don't have to be hitting but a third of the time to actually be considered great at bat. Same thing is true in sales. I close about 50% of the people who I have legitimate conversations with. Now, sometimes people are just hunting around. Sometimes I just talk to people. But if someone's really considering me, I close more than half. So my problem isn't that I'm a bad salesperson or I don't have the solution that people want because most do. My problem is I'm not getting up to bat enough times. So I have to make sure that I am getting out there and talking to more people and really getting into the part where I can be considered because I really believe that my attitude of getting into this game is what's going to help me continue to play this game. So I'm excited. Yeah, I got a little kicked in the teeth. I had my lunch handed to me in 2018. Well, so what? 2019 came and a week ago I said, that's it. I have a great attitude. I'm excited to get out there and start talking to new people. I'm excited to move the needle. But I have to remind myself in that attitude that I have to have a thick skin. Last year, I had like five deals in a row that I didn't get. Now I'm used to closing one in about two. Five people said no to me in a row. But then I had four yeses back to back after that. But I got really sad when I got the no's because I couldn't see the yeses were coming. So I have to make sure that my skin is thick. So when someone says, we think you suck, and nobody ever says that, but you know what I mean, I can sit there and say, great, that no is fantastic because it's just bringing me that much closer to the next yes. So also with my attitude, I believe failure is not an option. I have to succeed. I've got a mortgage payment. I've got a kid graduating from college, but guess what happens in 2020? I've got another kid going to college. I've got the whole tuition thing to happen all over again. So my attitude is I have to believe in myself. I'm in this for the long game. And I'll tell you what, you know, if you listen to this show regularly, I consider myself to be so fortunate. I get to do what I love to do for the most amazing clients. And we get to work together to create things that it's almost like art. One conference isn't like the year before. And every session of a conference isn't like the one the day before. So my role, when I get to work with a client, it's almost, I see it almost as art. And I have to remind myself that and keep that into my attitude that that is the canvas with which I get to paint on. 
and I am so damn lucky that I get to do it. So number two is make sure your attitude is good. And my attitude right now, it's great. Check in with me in March and April. My attitude is still going to be great because these five tips that I'm sharing with you, these five tips are what I have on my whiteboard reminding me that my number one goal is to do something every day that leads me towards sales. Number three, it kind of goes back to what I said in strategy, and that is I have to understand my clients. The world that I live in, this world of conferences, it's changing. What people are looking for is different. They're really looking for speakers who are much more interactive. When I started doing this, I mean, I've been doing it full-time for 10 years, but I was doing keynote speaking for about five years before that here and there on the side. If you go back 15 years, what people really wanted was they wanted a sage from the stage. They wanted some expert to come out and tell them what they needed to know. And audiences sat there like, oh, yes, this person is really smart. People had to be the smartest person in the room in order to gain the respect of the audience. Well, I believe that's different. I think audiences now are looking for peer-to-peer -peer interaction. They want the speaker to be someone they can relate to, and the learning does not just happen from some brilliant guy on the stage or really, really smart woman who is telling what it is that they're doing. No, I think that most of the knowledge is actually in the room. So if I'm talking to a sales team, I want to get them as part of the presentation to talk to each other about what the potential is of their team. I want them to talk to each other about best practices. And then I have to be able to think on my, on my feet and weave that together. So I have to know what is it that the client is looking for. Plus, as I said before, there is more competition in my world and in yours. It doesn't matter what industry I speak in. Nobody ever tells me, oh, we have less competition than we've ever had before. Everybody says competition is fierce. So if the competition is fierce, you have to understand what that client needs so that you can stand out. I am not a cookie cutter presentation. I bring something that is customized, that really gets people fired up, that makes them think and that makes them take action. And I have to understand that what the client wants is what's important, not what I want. And so the more I dissect that whole idea of who is my client, and my client isn't just the meeting planner, my client is also the audience. And it's also the other people in the executive team of the association or the conference. So that's three different of the company. So that is three different constituencies that I have to understand. So the third tip is understand who the client is and what they really need if you're going to succeed. Number four. Number four is about visibility and findability, social media and networking. It's about that interweaved web of human connection. Now, some of that is face-to-face. -face. Some of that is live interaction with people. I am trying in 2019 to get back to basics of human engagement. It's not just about likes, links, shares, and follows. I am trying to connect with people on a one-to-one -one basis because that's where my sales come from. Even when I'm using my outbound strategy and contacting people who've never heard of me before, I have to quickly be able to make sure that I can find a way to relate to them, that I can network in a way where we're going to have that connection, that human-to-human -human connection. But it's not just about that. We do live in a world where you have to have that visibility. So I need to get out there and do more things when it comes to utilizing videos about some of the stuff that I speak about. I need to create more videos because that's the way people in my industry and many industries are being found. I have to start paying attention to am I findable? You know, when people are Googling, the world of speakers is too big. If you Google keynote speaker, you're not going to find me. However, 
there's a lot of reasons that people look for, there's a lot of ways that people look for speakers and they have a lot of reasons in their head. And so I have to learn how are people searching? So one of the things I'm doing is next week, I'm actually going to a class on how to be findable. I'm attending a class called Findability University put on by a woman named Heather Lutze. If you talk about SEO and you talk about findability in social, she's probably one of the smartest people on the planet. So I'm going to her class. Why am I going to her class? I'm going to her class because one of the things I need to do is I need to be better. I need to be better at so many things. And one of those things is understanding how to be findable and how to actually make sure that my website and my social media are working together to make sure that I'm out there. Because A, some people will find me that way. But B, anytime that you talk to anybody, they're going to go look you up. They're going to go search you online. So your online presence matters so much, just like your human-to-human, one-to-one, face-to-face interactions matter. It's not a competition. The two have to seamlessly weave together. So number four is that whole web of visibility, findability, social, and networking. And then number five Number five is taking action and making sure that someone's holding me accountable to those actions. So number five is I have to do the things I'm talking about. I can't just wish my way to better success in 2019. I have to absolutely be focused on doing things. That's why that number one goal is to do something every day that leads me towards more sales. And then for accountability, I have my mastermind group. If you listen to this program, you know I talk about them all the time. I have a group with three other speakers. We've been together now for about five and a half years. And together, we're like a board of directors for each other. So I am sharing with each of them what I'm trying to do. I'm sharing with them where I came up short last year and what my actions are going to be in 2019 to make sure that I'm going to sell more. And those people aren't going to let me off easy because that's not what they do. They are bulldogs and they're going to make sure that when we check in about every month that I'm actually doing the things that fall into line with growing this business. So if any of this relates to you, I hope it's helpful because I had so many people tell me that 2018 was a little bit short and they needed to find ways to do more. And if part of that falls to your actual sales And remember, I said it before, we're all in sales. It doesn't matter if you have an actual sales job. If you are entrepreneurial, whether you're your own boss or you work for a company, sales and actually driving that company forward is everyone's responsibility. So take a look at these. I'll I'll put them down on the website, uh, all five tips. If you like this episode, if you have any inspiration of the fact that, that this year is the year of sales for you, please reach out to me. You can find me at tom at tomsinger.com. That's my email. Uh, You go to my website, tomsinger.com. That's T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. If you like cool things entrepreneurs do, please let me know. Uh, Our membership had plateaued a little bit in 2018, but late in the year, it started to grow back up. It's kind of interesting that all of a sudden, uh, people are finding the podcast again. And when I talk to people who I know are new listeners because I run across them in some manner, I ask them, how did you find the show? Almost 100% of the time, they say, a friend told me about it. So please tell your friends about the show. Jump over to iTunes or wherever you get podcasts and leave a review if you like this show. Uh, And then uh, email me and tell me. It just makes my day better when I get an email. Or leave a review on iTunes. I go and read all the reviews that show up on iTunes, uh, and it just makes my day better when there's a new one. 
Well, we're going to be back in a couple of days with a new interview. So you want to tune in on Thursday because episode 423 is going to be fantastic. Uh, We've got a really good show coming for you. And we're going to be back here every Tuesday with just another thought from me, maybe some more tips. Uh, If you like the show, tell a friend. Now, what are you going to do new? What new things are you going to try in 2019? How are you going to shake up your sales? Go out there and try something new. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.